Welcome to Backboard Banter on the board with your hosts, Matt Middleton and Kevin Rayner, where the banter's as says Nick Claxton's dunk on LeBron James. Man, talk about crowning a king, eh? Man, I didn't get to watch much of the Christmas Day basketball games, but I did get to watch that live, and it was nasty. I thought LeBron was going to be able to block, and I thought it was going to be huge for him, but pff, not today. It was Nick Claxton's day. Yeah, it was Nick Claxton's day, but, you know, LeBron, year 17, the fact that he was even able to challenge and thought oh, yeah. that he could get it just talks about the athlete that he is. Man, Kevin, we're back. We missed last week. I think it was the first missed week in 73 weeks. Um, you know, but you COVID hit us. Um, <sighs> Christmas holiday season. It, you know, it's, it's tough uh, with, with the wife now, I guess, and all the family that we got to go see. But uh, I'm glad that we're doing it this week. Man, we were doing pretty good up until that record. But yeah, COVID's hitting the league. COVID's hitting us. I mean, COVID might be hitting me. I'm in isolation right now. So like, man, what a world we're living in over here. But yeah, we're back. It's time for some good old backboard banter. And Matt, if we look to our takes, because it was two weeks ago now, it's been a little while since we've been to those takes. I was this close, dude. This close. The Ravens, they missed that two-point conversion. I still can't believe it. I had so much faith in this team and... Green Bay, man, they're just, they're too good, that record right now. Dude, Green Bay is a great team. They did get a little lucky with that two-point conversion. Baltimore had a had a fantastic game without Lamar Jackson. Uh, Tyler Huntley, uh, with two touchdowns in the, on the ground and through the air, he was the first Ravens player in history to do that, so Lamar Jackson hasn't even done that yet, which is Oof. pretty crazy considering, you know, he's Lamar Jackson. Um, but, yeah. you know... They're staying afloat. Those Ravens kind of have been stumbling, though, a little bit. They're on the outside of those playoff spots looking in. Um, a charging team in Miami's been taking over. But my Chargers, man, I thought they were going to beat the Chiefs. I thought that it was going to happen, but Patrick Mahomes, baby. He's he's I mean, doing it. The Chargers. They, they had to go into OT, Matt, so it was close, right? You, you really thought it was going to happen, but... I'm pretty sure the Chiefs, like, destroyed them in that OT because Mahomes was like, I don't want to be here. Let's get out of here. Dude, he's he's Patrick Mahomes, and <laughs> that's what he does best. And they're, they were just a better team. Um, the fact that it went to overtime was impressive. I mean, they needed that Travis Kelsey touchdown. He was a monster in that game for them. Um, but I think it's the, the, the Chargers spiraling, man, because losing to the Houston Texans this past week – that was brutal, man. I mean, it really messed with my power rankings and what I thought I was going to do. Um, obviously, I didn't get to do one last week, but, man, just crazy, crazy stuff happening in the NFL. Are we just going to jump right in? or? I mean, I'm happy to return to it. I mean, we're through our takes. There's there's nothing else to mention besides going into your classic NFL spiels. Yeah, man. Well, I don't know if I want to go into the, the classic spiel this week. I think I'm going to look at my preseason top 10 versus kind of where I'm feeling currently right now. So in the in the preseason, I ranked 12 teams. KC, Tampa Bay, Buffalo, Cleveland, uh, Green Bay, Rams, Ravens, 49ers, Seattle, Indy, Miami, New England. The two that stand out to me as kind of laughers are uh, Cleveland and Seattle. Um, yeah, yeah, what are you doing there, man? Come on. <laughs> man, I, I believed in Baker Mayfield in that running game and Kevin Stefanski, but... Uh, they've really let me down this year, and and Russell Wilson, man, uh, he hasn't wasn't healthy, and that Poor team is pretty bad without him. Um, but everybody else, I feel pretty good about. I did miss on a on a team like the Bengals, man. 
The Bengals got to make the top 10 this this week. They got to be in. Joe Burrows with, you know, 525 yards passing, fourth most all-time in the game. Uh, Jamar Chase, they've got a 1,000-yard receiver in him, T. Higgins, and they've got a 1,000-yard rusher in Joe Mixon. All of them are super young. Their their future is super bright. I really like this team. We they, were they're good about, We were joking about the Eagles sneaking up on us, but in reality, it might be the Bengals here that really snuck up at the end of the day. Man, well, the Bengals, I don't know if they snuck up because they, they did trounce Baltimore earlier this year, right? And they've True. had some really good weeks where they've hit the top 10. Um, the Eagles kind of are on the outside looking in for me. I'd still put the Chargers ahead of the Eagles. I mean, they're probably my most honorable mentioned team, but after losing to the Houston Texans, like, <laughs> what can I do? Though Houston actually has some impressive wins on their schedule this season. They have the Chargers. Yeah. They have uh, Tennessee, I'm pretty sure that they beat. And then I believe, who else did they beat? Oh, they got I'll another. To it, but I know yeah, they've they, got another they impressive win wins. there. Um, and so, you know, not bad for for a horrible, horrible team without Deshaun Watson. Davis Mills actually looks decent. But we'll go back into the top ten men. Uh, New England men coming in hot at number nine. They had a tough game against Buffalo. Um, Josh Allen really proven why you want that elite quarterback, Mac Jones. He is who he is, man. Um, he's a rookie. I was saying it even when they were on that huge win streak. I couldn't really pop them up into the top three, top four, um, try to keep them out. And that's why, man, because Bill Belichick and that defense, yeah, they're going to you know, have a chance to win every week, but not, not with Mac Jones against the elite teams. I mean, at this point, I don't know. Are they, are they fully in the playoffs? Is it locked in? Do they still have to get some wins to confirm it? Because, like, I don't know if the Patriots are going to make noise in the playoffs, but... You know, considering what we've seen from Bill in the past, and I know a rookie quarterback in the playoffs is always a fun time, so it would be cool to see. Dude, so they're 9-6 and six right now, currently tied uh, with the Bengals, Buffalo, and uh, the Indianapolis Colts. Uh, but they're right now in that second-last wildcard spot with Miami, Baltimore, and the Chargers, and Raiders all at 8-7 and seven, right behind the 9-6 and six teams there. Um, They do get an easy game against the Jags, so I would assume that they're pretty much locked up. They're going to have to play Miami, though. And if Miami can get two wins, uh, they're going to have the toughest schedule, I think, out of the Titans in New England to end the season here. If they can get those two wins, end the season on like a nine-game winning streak, that would be something heading into the playoffs. Man, they started the season one and seven. One and seven, they're eight and seven. I, I, that's crazy. I still can't believe that, man. You've mentioned it multiple times, and in my brain, it just doesn't want to compute for some reason because, like, it's unfathomable at this point. Yeah, and that's why I don't feel bad about um, my preseason 11 pick. Um, uh, they started 1-7, and seven, really showed me out. But, hey, man, you know, like, it, it, the NFL is crazy week to week, but it all kind of shakes out in the end where we thought it was. Um I didn't have this team in my early preseason rankings, and after week one when they got trounced by Arizona, I really didn't think they'd be a great team. But Tennessee's proven me wrong, man, coming in at number eight this week. Um, you know, Ryan Tannehill, they're going to get Derrick Henry back in a couple weeks, uh, healthy for the playoffs. They basically locked up the playoffs. They do, you know, um, want to win to get the, the second seed. Not that they're going to get to buy, but home field advantage will kind of help them throughout the playoffs with, the, with a guy like Derrick Henry. Um, so they're coming in hot there, but a team in their own division who's below them in the standings, but I think is way hotter right now, 
the Indianapolis Colts, man. Jonathan Taylor gets a hundred yards basically every week, and they're nine and zero when he scores a hundred when he runs for a hundred yards. I think they're the hottest te- one of the hottest teams in the NFL, if not the hottest team behind Kansas City. Um, and they're going to be a force in the playoffs, man. I don't think Buffalo is excited to play them in the first round. <laughs> I bet you know it all, man. I kind of love it because you have to remember that it's it's the here and now, right? Like at the end of the day, like we talked about the Chiefs faltering, and then now they're on their momentum to be ready to be built up for the playoffs. And that's why the Colts is the fun story because like you may not have expected it, you may not be ready for it, but like much like the Dolphins, like chug chug chug, let's go playoff time, baby. Yeah, ex- exactly. They're chugging along. And they've had some some weird losses. I mean, they lost to that horrible Seattle team at the beginning of the season who, you know, most people thought they would be a good team. And so they thought that was a good a good loss. And it looked looking like a, a, a team that they should have beaten, um, you know, to elevate their status and kind of compete with Tennessee more for that division. Um, but, you know, speaking of that first round opponent for Indy, Buffalo, man, coming in hot at number six. They beat New England. They got their revenge. Josh Allen looking really fire. Everyone's like, oh, he proved he's a top three quarterback this week. Look, guys, he's a top 10 quarterback for sure, maybe even top eight, seven. Um, But they're still week in, week out. He's a little bit too inconsistent for me to be a top three quarterback. Um, Give me Patrick Mahomes. Give me uh, Justin Herbert. Give me Joe Burrows right now. Uh, Those three guys in the AFC, I'd take over him, and I didn't even talk about Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers. So, (laughs) How do you compete? Like, just thinking about those names, right? Like, unfortunately, when when QB is just so important at the end of the day, and, like, you know, again, we've talked multiple times about how football is, like, this massive team sport, but every single player kind of revolves around what the QB's doing. As much as the the pigskin, the ball is the most important thing. The QB spends most of their time with the ball in their hands. So hey, it is he has goes. it the most. He decides most of the plays, right? Um, so, and we're blessed with the amount of quarterback talent that we have right now in the NFL. Um, guys like Russell Wilson in Seattle, everyone's kind of sleeping on him this year, but he's one of the best in the game. So there's definitely tons and tons of tons of talent out there. Um, a guy who was kind of withering away in in Detroit in the Rams now has them at number five in my power rankings um i really believe that the afc is kind of like a below tier from the top on the nfc side um because i'm gonna go here with the rams cowboys green bay tampa bay um from five to two in that order Mm -hmm. um you know i think all of these teams are really good all these teams are kind of interchangeable in my book um, they've got some really great defensive players and some great defense um, with some great offensive playmakers, uh, good head coaches, um, except for uh, McCarthy here. I would kind of nix him a little bit. Um, <laughs> but, the, you know, Dak Prescott, Kellen Moore is probably the best uh, offensive coordinator in this group. So he kind of elevates that coaching staff a little bit. Um, but they're all really dangerous. Could all, you know, do damage in the playoffs. But the craziest thing is is that the Rams, Cowboys, Green Bay, and Tampa, one of them might not make it to the second round. Wow. Because we still got Arizona. We still got San Francisco and the Eagles who are fighting for that playoff spot. Um, You know, mini Atlanta kind of in the hunt here. Um, So the Bucs, I wouldn't want to play Arizona. If I'm the Rams, I don't want to play the 49ers. Kyle Shanahan is honestly Sean McVay's kryptonite. Um, and divisional matchups between the Eagles and the and the Cowboys, I take the Cowboys probably, but hey man, divisional matchups, you gotta throw that stuff up in the air. So they got no easy path to the Super Bowl. None of them. 
the NFC is just kind of full of some potential really good storylines and some great fan bases that are going to absolutely tear into each other. And it's crazy that we're a couple weeks out now from these matchups starting to get set for, you know, the memes to start flying back and forth. And who wouldn't love an upset, right? Who doesn't love upsets? Except for, obviously, the, the team that's taking the L in that case. So I'll look forward to see how this table continues to figure itself out over the next little bit. Yeah, it's, it's going to be uh, very interesting to see the way it shakes out. Um, teams that are in the hunt that really kind of have a, a tough schedule are, are Baltimore, uh, the Raiders, they got the Colts and Chargers. Um, I, I don't see those teams making it. I think maybe the Chargers sneak in. They've got the Broncos and the Raiders, so they can kind of get it. But Miami's going to have to falter against Tennessee and New England. Um, and Minnesota, I think they don't have a chance really to get into the playoffs. I think Eagles are going to beat Washington this week. They probably lose to Dallas, but many losing to the Packers and then probably beating the Bears isn't enough. Um, the 49ers have a pretty easy schedule with the Texans and the Rams, so they'll, they should have one win there. Um, yeah, and New Orleans, they got the Panthers and the Falcons. They'd have to win out and get some help, like two losses for each of these teams for, for the Eagles. I just don't see it. I think these are kind of set at this point. I mean, that's exciting, at least, right? Because at the end of the day, the teams that have made it, the teams that are there, the ones that have, you know, the, the one, two, three, four seats, not the five, six, seven, because they're still kind of shaking in their boots a little bit. Like, we're looking forward to watch these fan bases come together. And, I mean, Matt, playoff football is good times, no matter which way it goes. Dude, it's like three weeks away. I, I couldn't be more excited. But we got to talk about that number one team in the NFL. They started the season at number one. They're currently at number one. Kansas City Chiefs, they, yes, they faltered in the middle. I kind of held out as long as I could to keep them in my power rankings and, and high up in there. I had to drop them at some points. But, you know, I was pretty fast to put them back in there, man. And they climbed up right to the top. So um, Kansas City's scary. That defense is probably the best defense of Patrick Mahomes era. Patrick Mahomes is still Patrick Mahomes. Super Bowl? I mean, right? They're coming online exactly when they're supposed to. They're oiling up their kinks. Matt, you know this better than I do. I don't think they have a serious major injury at this point in time that could be, like, limiting them, considering if they can patch their holes here and there with the amount of, you know, bullets they have in their chamber. So, at this point, you don't want to be in line to face them before the Super Bowl. Dude, they absolutely just rough shot ran over the Steelers, um, who have a great tackling defense. And Clyde Edwards-Hilaire looks healthy and was knocking them over. Um, they did that without Travis Kelsey, one of their most physical and potent weapons. Um, so, yeah, they're, they're a scary team. You know, I had Kansas City versus the Rams as my Super Bowl with Kansas City winning. Um, I'll still take Kansas City to win this Super Bowl, but it'll probably be against Tampa Bay, Green Bay, Cowboys, or the Rams. Um, you you take your pick, but I'll I'll take Kansas City. Right at this point, only time will tell who is going to end up in that Super Bowl, which is getting here week by week, slowly and surely. Matt, another top ten down. I'm proud of you. You know, you took two weeks to make that list, and you seemed to fly <laughs> by. You knew exactly what you were talking about. Man, I think this is a good list. Um, Arizona, again, just kind of in the honorable mention stage. They've been kind of reeling as of late. I just kind of want to talk about them because I do love that team. Um, they could do some damage in the playoffs. Kyler Murray, um, let's see it this week against Dallas, though. That's a game that I really want to watch. 11-4 Dallas against 10-5 and Arizona. Um, can Arizona kind of get it back on track before the playoffs here? Um, Baltimore needs a big win against the Rams. 
the Rams need this uh, to kind of to stay within their seating and to stay hot. Um, you know, can can the Raiders beat the Colts? Can the Colts beat the Raiders and to to you know keep their winning streak and kind of eliminate them from playoff contention? Um, that's gonna be a good game. Miami Tennessee. I think that's going to be one of the most important games of the weekend for the playoff picture and for, uh, you know, just intensity's sake. Miami's got to win this game if they really want to make the playoffs. And Tennessee, I wouldn't want to lose and lose the lose the two seed, you know? Like, you don't want to go on the road um, in the second round of the playoffs. You want, you want that home field advantage. And then Minnesota needs to win against Green Bay or else they're, they're eliminated. For all intents and purposes, they'll probably have like a mathematical chance of getting in if this team loses and that team, blah, 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 blah. No, no, no. This is the season against Green Bay. You beat them once in overtime. You have to beat them again. Can they do it? Let's see it. Let's that's, not... that's the NFL next week. Exactly. Let's not stick to chance, right? Get the W, get the win, move on. Easy as that. Yeah, man. Just set it in stone if you guys get the win. <laughs> Your playoff chances skyrocket. But that's it, that's it for the NFL, my friend. Beautiful. Well, the last thing, I guess, in the world of football is we have to bring up the fact that John Madden passed away. RIP to an absolute legend. Matt knows him as a football legend. I know him more as a video game legend, obviously, as the nerd that I am over here. But honestly, RIP to an absolute goat. Absolute. Um, just larger-than-life persona um legendary status doesn't even do him ju- justice um kids will know madden the video game um but we will always know that he was a real person and he changed the game forever in so many different ways not only just lending his name to the to the video game um and his voice but uh with changing the way that we watch football today so absolute absolute legend and and kind of sad to see him go state of the world right now right matt but hey shall we move is it time do you have a little nhl to talk about this week are we feeling it well we could just talk about the postponements man i mean they're rescheduling canadian games because they need those revenue streams they can't play in empty buildings um covid's hitting hard just like it is in all these other leagues um so there's not a ton to talk about i'll be interested to see if they can finish the season uh, and it's going to be kind of wild. They're going to have to start postponing games and rescheduling. We'll see if it all fits in, how that's going to shake out. Um, yeah, and they're not going to the, the Olympics, man. The NHL pulled out of that because they don't want to quarantine. McDavid sounded off on it, but it sounds like most of the players agreed that it was a good decision you know, not to risk it. Um, but they definitely need a best-on-best best tournament going on here because that's the most fun. I mean... You look at the World Juniors, they're not the best on yeah. best, but they're the best on best for that age category. And you get a guy like Connor Bedard, the 16-year-old wonder kid who scores four goals in a game. And, you know, the whole world is thinking to themselves, we've got a, the next Connor McDavid, Connor Bedard, and we've got a Gretzky, Crosby-like talent on our hands. Like, this is just, you know, what hockey fans need to see because we're watching him dominate older kids who are the best at their age group. It's it's unbelievable. It's it's crazy, right? With the Olympics two weeks out, I mean, sorry, not two weeks, two months out, right? Because it's happening yeah. in February. You yeah. have no idea what is going to be happening at that time. We don't know what things are going to look like. We don't know what numbers are going to look like. The world is getting smacked right now with numbers. Trust me, I feel it. I feel it. Yeah. Everyone can hear me. I can feel it. But uh, 
you know, it's. I think it's the smart decision. Obviously, like I don't. I I probably wouldn't want to be traveling that far again. I don't want to travel anymore ever at this point. So, you know, yeah, it's, it's a shame. It's a shame to not have that type of talent. But at the same time, right? Maybe the right call. And look what's even going on at the World Juniors. I mean, the U.S. had to forfeit their game yesterday against the Swiss because they had two players test positive and now can't play in that game. Uh, so the Swiss get a free win, a one nothing win, and the United States loses one of the games that they should probably be favored in in a tough group that includes Russia and Sweden. Now yeah. they're going to probably be the fourth or, or third seed in their group as opposed to a second or a first um, just because of that. And it's it's those kinds of things that, you know, it would take away from the tournament, it would take away from the, the winner. So it's probably the best that they, they, they stayed home. And maybe the, the Olympics actually get postponed because of because of Omicron and, and because of everything. And they go in 2023 and they just do the best on best then. And that's kind of the conversation of sports right now, right? Like even in basketball, we're having that with the idea of what is the the game being played at a certain level because we don't have these players available. We don't have the best talent getting to play. So... You know, we have to be aware of what the best choice is, what the best decisions are. So, you know, I hope yeah. the World Juniors can continue, and I hope everything can go smoothly, and we don't have to have any more postponements or anything. But, like, at the end of the day, it's so hard to try to figure how to stay safe these days. Oh, it's so difficult, and you're right, like, to mention the basketball. Like, I mean, if you're a Raptors fan listening to this podcast, you know, <laughs> you know what it looks like to have COVID take away your talent so absolutely man i think i think we're good with the hockey world you want to just take that and run into the nba man because i mean we got lots to talk about over there very happy to gotta do my classic starts happy news though matt we're starting with some happy news today jb bickerstaff coach of the cleveland cavaliers whose name i could not say there for a second oh my um the Cavs, who are one of the great surprises yeah there you go one of the great surprises of this season, Matt, doing a fantastic job fighting for home court right now in the East, which is pretty awesome. He's got an extension. He's going to be around until 26, 27. Obviously, the young guys like him, and things are working out. So, honestly, super happy for Bickerstaff and the Cavs. Yeah, man. He's got that team chugging along, 20 and 14, no joke. Um, they're a couple games back of Miami, right, for that for that home yep. court at fourth seed. Um the way ahead of schedule, the way he's deployed Evan Mobley as a almost defensive of the year player of the year candidate has been amazing in his rookie season. So yeah, extend the man. He's got, you know, Sexton, Garland all developed and playing well. Um, that team actually looks legit for the first time in, in a really long time without a guy named LeBron James on it. <laughs> Absolutely true. All right. So a couple of injuries before we talk about the mess that is COVID in the league right now. Um, this was a while ago, but AD sprayed his MCL, so he's going to be out for a couple more weeks. Obviously, the Lakers have their struggles. Towards the Knicks, D. Rose is dealing with an ankle injury, so he's going to be gone for up to seven to eight weeks. But hey, Kemba dropped the triple-double on Christmas Day, so apparently back, the Knicks buddy. are fine without D. Rose. We're going to get to that. I want to talk about the triple-doubles on Christmas Day after. But the last injury, PG, Paul George, he's got an elbow that's bothering him. He's going to be gone for a while. Big deal for the Clippers, who have been staying afloat very much thanks to him with Kawhi out. Oh, absolutely, man. They're actually in the playoff picture in the Western Conference. They're better than the Lakers at 17-17, and um, and that is solely because PG-13 has been a all-star fringe MVP candidate. 
Absolutely. I mean, I still remember a couple weeks ago when I first read the headlines as PGA, an MVP, and I was like, oh, I guess that explains why the Clippers record is so good, because I haven't been watching them. I haven't been paying attention, so I had no idea, really. Are we back to the OKC PG day? Yeah, <laughs> maybe. Uh, All right, man. You want to talk about Christmas Day after this, or you want to talk about other games? What are you, where are you feeling like going? I mean, I want to talk about Christmas Day, but it's also kind of a part of the protocols conversation because, like, it has been insane how many players went into protocols. I mean, <laughs> Kyrie was supposed to come back and play for Brooklyn, but literally, like, four hours after getting the okay to play in away games, he goes into protocols with Kevin Durant. So it's like everybody is just getting hit with it you know adam silver came out and he was like we're not going to pause the season we're not going to do anything and so christmas day comes around this 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 special day for basketball fans anyone who is an nba fan knows what christmas day means you know the raptors had one christmas day game in my lifetime that i can remember in 2019 we had a christmas day game remember that matt do you remember when we yeah. had a christmas day game like was it 2020 wasn't it the year after we won the chip yeah, i i don't remember it may have been the year i may have been the year during our chip because they said oh we got Kawhi, we'll give it to them but <laughs> at the end of the day like uh, getting a christmas day game is so important to a lot of fan bases and on the same time playing in those christmas day games matters to so many players and so many of these matchups matt that were supposed to be huge that were supposed to be big we're missing key players. Giannis came back at the absolute last second to come in and have a massive game where they had a huge comeback, by the way. The Bucks destroyed the Celtics. Absolutely. Game, like, so I, I want to bring it up because, you know, a lot of people were, you know, sad to not have to start. Trey didn't get to play in a Christmas Day game, right? Like, he was sad about that. Like, uh, mm-hmm. Doncic wasn't playing. Yeah. And, like, so there, you know, another big one missing. And there's been 100-plus players, Matt, in December alone entering protocols we had like 11 in october and november so like it's serious right now and that's really my big point the whole thing that i wanted to mention because christmas day games are great we had three triple doubles right we had kemba we had harden and we had um lebron did lebron have another one no lebron was close he had 39 9 and 7 um Uh, it wasn't Giannis. it was westbrook of course it was Westbrook. it was Westbrook. Yeah. Of course it was. But like, so, you know, I'm pretty sure we had seven Christmas Day triple doubles before. So now we're to a nice 10. So good job, team. But the big one was Kemba. Honestly, Kemba getting a triple double. Great for his mental because he's been struggling this season. Great for the, the Knicks because, you know, Nick fan bases, they love getting to go off of it. And like, if you haven't seen the highlight, Matt, there's some funny moments where there's some Nick players who are just like, boxing out Kemba from getting his last rebound or just like get the rebound and then are like oh no and then they throw it at Kemba because it, it's it was so funny watching the highlights for that so like yeah, you know man. shout out to Kemba for that epic triple double yeah I think um it's it's great that we got the games in and it's great that we're continuing to play the season but you're right we're missing some key players we're missing some some you know actual real talent that you want to see in these games they, they don't put atlanta and dallas on christmas day to not have trey young and luka Doncic play that's not the point so covid's been really you know 50 piece in the league you look at the the raptors man we had to play a game with you know utah as like our leading scorer at 26 and 13 i love utah watanabe i think he's a great 10th man on your roster but to have him be your best player on the floor because he's one of four players who was on your original roster like that's brutal how are you gonna make us play that game 
how are you gonna let them destroy us like that? It's it's painful. Like that was I, I still remember I was I was talking I was telling my mother, I was like, We're gonna lose. They're gonna put up hundred and fifty points and we're gonna lose by forty and that's basically what happened. We lost by forty five. Like it, it was unfortunate that we had to play that game. They they changed the rules the day before, so you had to have four, not five players in your original roster. Thanks, Silver. We took that L directly because of that. But hey, you know what? We're not talking about the Raptors yet. We're talking about other things, man. We're still talking about the rest of the NBA. But it's crazy right now how many 10-day hardship exceptions have signed. There's been more players playing this seasons of the NBA than any season previously combined. And we are 25, 30? We're not even halfway into the season, Matt. That's crazy to me. Isaiah Thomas. 35 games in. <laughs> Isaiah Thomas got a contract with the Lakers, has played a couple games, and he's already just getting signed by the Mavs for another 10-day contract. That's happened in the two weeks since you and I talked last, Matt, right? Like, it is Absolutely. pretty crazy. Like, it's, you want a contract, you get a contract. <laughs> J.R. Smith tweeting out, hey guys, uh, I guess if we're just handing out contracts to people who are interested, I guess I want to let you know I'm interested. Number's still the same. Y'all can hit me up. Like, <laughs> these guys are just asking for contracts lance stevens is back in the league man like what are we doing out here <laughs> Le- lebron made a we might need meta world peace comment and meta tweeted out yesterday being like man i don't even think i'm ready for a 10 minute contract don't bring me back to the league so like you know the world is in a crazy place but i'm excited to that at least basketball games are happening there's only been like seven i think maybe eight games postponed and while i don't love that we're taking hard L's, you know, we have to look at some of these teams that have kind of held themselves afloat during these times, right? If we look into the streaks of the league right now, when you look at current wins, Bulls, Bucks, Heat, and Jazz are all on a four-game win streak. Now, I look at those four teams and I'm like, yeah, they're four teams that are relevant that could all definitely be on a win streak. The Jazz are obviously doing great things as the third team in the West. The Bulls, I mean, we've seen what DeMar DeRozan is doing keeping them afloat but the bulls have been assaulted assaulted by injuries and covid trust me i got a bunch of them on my fantasy team as <laughs> have the heat okay and the bucks they've had some injuries left right and center and they've had some some issues but like you know Giannis is going to win them games it's just a fact and especially when my boy bobby is going off my favorite one to talk about matt is the heat because i want to talk about kyle lowry i want to talk about the fact that the heat have missed i think they are missing like 20 games from bam something like 12, 13 games from Jimmy. Duncan was out for a while. Tyler was out for a while. And this team is 22 and 13. Let that sit in, right? Like the Miami Heat missing a lot of key players are doing what the Lakers were supposed to be doing. They're staying relevant and they are fighting for home court in the East, Mac. And a lot of it is to do with our boy, Kyle Lowry. Kyle Lowry. Yeah, man, absolutely. He is unbelievably good. He's not even putting up the stats like he did with us, you know, when he averaged 25 um, and 8. Um, but he's he's doing it in key spots, and he's just being a leader on the floor. He's getting the guys, you know, in the proper positions. Um, I think you brought it up before the, the, when we were talking about this before the show that you know, Westbrook or Kyle Lowry. And as an individual player, and you need one player to just elevate your team, 
lot of guys would argue Westbrook, and he you probably have the case for it. He probably can stuff the, the box sheet a little bit more than Kyle can. But if you're going to talk about affecting winning and making the right play and the winning play in the key moments, I think it's, it's proven that Kyle Lowry is that player over Westbrook. Westbrook has never been able to meld on a contending team with other superstars to get it done. Yeah. Kyle Lowry in the first year where he got a you know championship level superstar, no offense to DeMar DeRozan, um, but yeah. he got that championship level superstar, he was able to figure it out. He was able to take a backseat on his own team, on the team that he had played for for like what, 8 years at that point, 7 years, 7 or 8, seven or eight yeah. And this guy's brand new and he's like I'm the man I get to call the shots I'm get the special treatment you're gonna have to take a backseat to me what I say goes and Kyle figured it out and was able to lead us to that championship because it's proven that Kawhi's not a leader that was Kyle and when everybody was laughing at the Miami <laughs> Heat when we couldn't even get stuff for him at last deadline and what the even the package that we got from this year and I saw Heat fans tweeting out like Oh, get me John Wall out of out of Houston over Kyle Lowry. Like oh, y'all man. better appreciate this man because he is the groat and I think one of the best point guards of the last decade. I would say top ten easy. Well, it's also his on and off the court stuff too, right? Like Kyle, like I look at for example, before I jump back to Kyle, I look at the Phoenix Suns, right? I look at the fact that they have dealt with such little COVID situations right now, and a lot of that has to do with the fact that. Chris Paul is a bona fide leader. Do I love Chris Paul in his entirety? Probably not. There's some things that he does on the court that are pretty scummy. But guess what? He is a fantastic leader. And he tells those kids to go home and sit in their rooms and not be stupid. Kyle Lowry does a lot of things off the court. And at the end of the day, I may not love that the fan base may not love Kyle, but I know that the organization and the players around him respect him, appreciate him. And I would be so happy for him to get another ring in Miami. I would love for it to happen now. It's a tough battle considering what we see in the league, but the Heat are no joke right now, and I don't want them to be slept on, and that's why I got to bring him up again. Absolutely no joke, and you're right. Without Jimmy and Bam, if those guys can get healthy, we've already seen them take that team to a, to a NBA final. So adding Kyle Lowry, adding the development of Hero and Duncan Robinson, yeah, they're scary, man. Um, so... You want to talk about any other teams? Any other good well, streaks? Losers? I mean, winners? I gotta mention the fact that the Celtics, Hawks, Wizards, and Kings are all 3-7 and seven in their last 10. Kings we expected yes. to fall. Wizards are on my personal trajectory map that I told you they were on. They start strong, and now they're back in the middle of the table, 50-50, and they'll probably just keep sliding. The Hawks are the real surprise to me. I don't know about COVID or whatever they're dealing with. I know Trey has been... You know, he's been in and out and hasn't been amazing. So they're the real surprise to me because the Celtics, whatever, they're fine. They can be three. They have had some some COVID issues. And you're right, Trey's been missing games. They started the season off cold, too, and, and then got mm -hmm. hot there for a minute. Um, so I guess it's teetering back down again. It's, it's just a tough year to judge teams. It's been a tough year to judge teams for the past two years. Um, mm -hmm. Teams look great one minute and horrible the next. COVID, you know, takes a part of lineup and the guys that they're putting out on the floor aren't NBA caliber that have to play key minutes that are playing in key situations that shouldn't be there and they take an L it's 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 tough to to judge so 
we'll we'll see how it all shakes out. I mean, none of these teams really at the beginning of the year did I think we're gonna you know run rough shot over the league. Yeah. Um, so three and seven isn't isn't too bad, right? Like you're only two games below five hundred at that point. Just yeah, a, a just a dry spell. You're not on a five game losing streak like the Rockets are, right? Who seem to because they were on a seven game winning streak a while ago, and now here they are again. Like we were like, are they legit? Are they not legit? Who I'm knows? still like my my uh, Jalen Green call for rookie of the year looks awful right now, but I don't think he's a bust like a lot of people are saying. I definitely don't think he's a bust. I think he needs to get more playing time. Um, I think he's young, um, and it's tough in the NBA, man, to be that kind of a score, a high flyer like he wants to be. Um, you know, John Morant was, I think, two years older than him when he got to the NBA, and that's the type of player Jaw is, but it took him two extra years to develop that kind of game. So, we'll see where, 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 um, uh, Jalen goes, but we'll we'll see what happens. But the Rockets, man, that's another point, right? About this about the season, they had a seven fifteen game losing streak, followed by a seven game winning streak, and now a five game loser. Is it COVID? Is it you know they're playing teams at the right time who are hurt, who are just yeah. you know ravaged with COVID? Maybe they're still feeling the side effects, but they've got negative tests, and so they're not playing their best in games. Like you, who knows? It's all a little bit of everything at this point in time. I love the jaw comparison because, like, I see Jalen more as a shooter, so more as a two guard, right? And yeah. So, like, I love the idea because I see jaw obviously as more of a one guard, but, like, I don't think Jalen has a point guard, a true point guard on that team that can really help him enable his shot, right? Like, I mean, Clay Thompson is the way that he was because of having such a great backcourt made in terms of on ball off ball so that's that's a whole nother conversation for another day the John Morant comment is what I want to bring about because this Grizzlies team okay seven and three in their last ten they're 21 and 14 they're fourth in the West Matt they've got a three game cushion over this like massive pack that exists in the West of everybody who wants to be relevant and either be in the playoffs or in the play on you, you know the Lakers the Clippers all that jazz but the Grizzlies, man, they're ahead of schedule, they're legit, and they look so good. Even though Jaw was gone for, like, so many games this season, they're staying afloat. Can I just say that they lost the Jonas Valanciunas for Steven Adams trade, and it doesn't even matter? It doesn't <laughs> it even <laughs> matter. Like, that team is so legit. They've got talent in so many different places. Shout out to the Canadian guys, Clark and Brooks. Um, you know, they've got Jerry Jackson Jr. Um, they've got... Jaw who's doing it they, they just got a deep talented roster of high quality nba players um i think most of the rotational players would fall in the six to seven range on most teams maybe eight and then their starters are, are legit starters so when you've got a team like that you know they're not blowing away everyone you know not running first place in the west or in the league but they are where they should be with a guy like jaw who's taken that step to you know, high, high level all-star play. They're hungry, right? They're a bunch of young, hungry dudes who have realized that, hey, we can play smart, we can play together. This guy can go off. Shout out to best fantasy pickup, Desmond Bain, who I know Matt is still sad that I stole from him, who put up 32 points beside Jaw the other night when they, I'm sorry, beat Golden State on a buzzer-beating shot, basically, by Jaw. Like, that's the thing. They have enough pieces to win the games that matter, and also they have enough talent to stay relevant against a team like Golden State, throw punches back and forth, and they have a superstar in John Morant to put it down when it matters most. Matt, I said it a couple years ago 
when they drafted Jaw, we had that rookie season. I knew eventually this Grizzlies team was going to find a way to be relevant. I'm t- I was talking a couple years from now. I didn't think it was going to be this quick. I am so pumped for this team, but I, I still can't believe it, man. It's still like It still feels a little wrong to me that they're doing so good. Yeah, man. I mean, rub it in my face. You were right about that draft. I was high on Zion. You were high on Jaw. Look where the Pelicans are and look where the Grizz are. Um, just wild for him, man. It's it's great to see him up there. It's great to see a young stud in the league. Um, yeah, there's not not much more I can say about that, though. Yeah, I mean, it's pretty much it, right? The, the only other thing before Raptors chat, which we can mention if you want, is the fact that the Blazers are underwater because they're 13-20. and 20, They're 2-8 and eight in their last 10. I know they're dealing with issues here and there. Obviously, McCollum had his collapsed lung weeks ago, so, like, he, I know we're still dealing with that, and... Like, Damien still hasn't said I want out yet, but, man, does it just feel like we're getting closer and closer and closer at this point? Definitely closer and closer at this point. The fact that they're 13-20, and 20, man, and that, you know, New Orleans, who we were joking about being the worst team in the league, is 13-22, and 22, like, that's tough. So I would, I would be looking out of there. And the only reason we're even talking about it is because of Damian Lillard. Um, but yeah, if I'm the Blazers, I blow that team up. You might never get a player like Damian Lillard again, but you might have a better shot at building a championship roster. And at the end of the day, I would never want to be the organization that like did Damian Lillard dirty in terms of just like never truly getting him, you know, that opportunity again at this point in time, because Damian Lillard deserves to, to play playoff basketball, to fight for a championship, in my honest opinion, because of how talented he is. The fact that he would put him on the pedestal with, with Steph Curry in terms of his shooting ridiculousness, right? Like, I mean, uh, slow down. Steph Curry just got over 3,000 three-pointers in his career. <laughs> slow down. Um, but, like, yeah, man, it's crazy that he's... In terms of limitless kind of, range. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, like, yeah, he's just kind of wallowing now. And, you know, the Blazers, I just they, the only option now has to be blow it up. Yeah, it has to be blow it up. And uh, the team that gets Damian Lillard, man, they're going to get a uh, playoff killer. Playoff killer, because he likes those bye-bye shots. Oh, man, I think it's time, though. I think it's time to talk about our Raptors. Um, in two weeks, we've played three games. We've had two yeah. that have been postponed. Um, one game where we played with nobody. <laughs> Utah and Boucher were you know, the only two guys that were recognizable names. We picked up DJ Wilson. What's going on here, man? What's going on? It's been chaos, all right? No DJ Wilson slams are allowed because he had five steals in that game against the Cavs, all right? I just want to throw that out there. I know the game meant nothing, but the guy was a legend. Yeah, it's been it's been weird, you know? Obviously, I was kind of pumped that Utah had a first option scoring night. You know, the kid is one of my favorite players of this team, but we lost by so much, and... You know, I, see, it was nice that Siakam returned last night against this Philly game. You know, it's it's good to slowly get a couple of players back here and there, but it, it's painful to be a Raptors fan right now, man. Honestly, we took some hard L's. We took some postponements. I would have loved to have not played a game at all. Like, uh, to me, I'm still wondering, is OG still stuck in Chicago? Because they still made us get on that plane a week and a half ago to go to Chicago. And then OG was like, well, I'm positive now. And then we didn't have enough players to play. And so, like, is, is he still in Chicago? Was he allowed back over the board? Like, you know? I I have no idea what's going on, man. 
Um, it is just a crazy, crazy time to be a basketball fan, especially a Raptors fan with our team. It's wild that our one win was versus Golden State. I mean, granted, they didn't have anybody playing, but last night we had <laughs> we had Chris Boucher drop twenty eight nineteen. I mean, he must love playing against Philadelphia, but like that was wild that we couldn't even get a win in a game like that. Um, I, I just don't even know what to say, man. I can't, again, I can't assess our team and our roster when we're putting out guys like uh, Wilson or Tremont Waters or uh, David Johnson. Like, what are we doing? Why are we playing games? Why do we have That's... eight guys who are who are healthy in, in a rotation? This isn't the we're, NBA. We're doing it to get things. In my opinion, there's a lot of different ways that you could do things, right? I've heard a lot of people say, take 10 games off the calendar, take a month off the season, you know, take two weeks off the season, and then just have everybody play 72 games. And it's like, well, yes, you could maybe do that. But also, let's not forget that some teams have had, like, yeah, we've had like eight games postponed. A bunch of those were Bulls games. Two of them were our games, right? We've had three yeah. games postponed now. So it's like you don't have this huge balance. There's some teams that are missing games. There's some teams that are missing players. And it's going to suck. But unfortunately right now, like Adam Silver said, they might just have to live with it. Just going to have to find a way to get Ws, you know, and hope that you have enough important pieces to get the numbers to get the Ws. And at least, Matt, we're in a rebuilding-ish year, and we're not a championship contention team that is fighting to stay afloat. You know what I mean? Like, we have to not forget, Matt, that the last legit NBA championship before the world kind of lost its head, the boys came out with the W, Raptors champions 2019. So, hey, I still got that going on. Absolute fact, man. The last non-afflicted season, um, that would be the Raptors championship. It's just it's crazy to me that they're they're gonna have to push through this and you're right they're gonna have to try and find w somewhere um it's all about getting your key pieces and hoping that the other team doesn't have theirs right um like last night against philadelphia they got mb thibault curry maxi harris um so they've got enough of their important pieces we did have boucher trent and siakam but you know we're missing boucher we're missing um uh, or not boucher sorry we're missing um Barnes, we're missing Ananobi, we're missing Achiwa, like the, the kid. Birch. We're missing everybody. Man, it's, it's sad just, to see to see yeah. that we can't play Scotty. He's he's been really funny on his uh, Instagram. I don't know if yeah. you like pay attention at all, but like the classic, oh, be careful who you make fun of in school. And he's like, oh, I'm still ugly, so that's fine. <laughs> like he's just he's a funny kid, and I miss I miss his smile and jokes on the court, but. You know what? In two weeks, you know, maybe everyone's back. Our team somehow could maybe stay healthy for the rest of the season, and we get to see the boys come together. OG missed 13 games, Matt. 13 games, came back, played against Golden State, went into quarantine. And I'm like, <sighs> sadness, right? So, like, it, it is what it is. It, yeah, it's just brutal, man. The fact that we were 31 games in the season, we really still don't even have a full read on our team. We haven't even seen them all play together yet. Uh it's going to be tough to see, but you're right. We're not a contending team. We're a team that's going to be pushing for the playoffs, hopefully make some noise. Uh, it's a good development year for the boys, I guess. Um, you know, Lots of guys are getting to play. We're getting to see what the back end of our roster is going to look like, what our G League players can do at this level. Um, but it's just so sad like because we have this guy, Scotty Barnes, who is 
I think the rookie of the year. I think the best rookie in the NBA and probably the best Raptors rookie of all time. And we're getting, you know, to have to miss parts of his rookie season because of COVID. It's just sad that he's taking it away from us. It's sad that we don't get to see him in all these games and key situations. And, you know, maybe he could elevate us to some wins here and there against Philadelphia. We only lost by five. Honestly, and like you look ahead, right? Clippers, Knicks, Spurs, Bucks. We could win every game this week. We could also lose every game this week. There's no way to think like, hey, look, like you you think three weeks ago we look on the calendar, oh sick, we get a W against the Spurs. Like the Bucks might be hard, the Clippers and Paul George might be oh, there's no Paul George, right? Like you you never know what you're facing, you don't know what to expect. If any coach going into this season had a calendar where he started circling games for free W's, what are you doing, man? You might not even have a team. That, that game might happen like four weeks from then. Like, come on. Like, it's a it, wild, wild west in the NBA. Absolutely insane. And I like the what, like what you said, man. Like, we look at that schedule and we think, oh, that's a pretty hard week. I'm looking at it now. It's like, okay, well, if the Knicks get hit by COVID and they miss some players, and we already got PG out, so that's probably some two dubs. And then Spurs should be an easy win unless we're completely decimated. And then if uh, Yanni can't play, then we got the Bucks. Like, it could be four and all could be zero and four. Who knows? That's that's the wildness ahead of us, Matt. But you know, the at least at least uh, on my note, I'm I'm happy because I'm gonna get to at least watch all of these games because I'm just stuck at home right now with nowhere to go. So uh, Kevin gets to watch basketball this week. I can't be upset about that. Yeah, exactly. Got to be one positive coming out of COVID. Man, I still can't believe it was a year and a half or two years almost fully between you getting COVID. I'm still not positive ever tested. I probably have had it, just never felt it. But, you know, such is COVID. Honestly, the other, like, highlight happy moment right now is that Allison is downstairs, negative test, feeling good. So I'm just locked up up here. I miss my boy. I miss Milo, all of it. They got the comfy new TV downstairs. But, hey, that's not the point, Matt. The point is we're getting to the end here. Anything else before we get into our predictions, a little takes, finally, since we missed last week? Yeah, I, I think we, we missed last week, but I'm only going to do the one. Um, it's got to do the NFL. It's oh, make yeah. or break for Minnesota, and it's break. Green Bay, Aaron Rodgers, eliminate the Minnesota Vikings from playoff contention this week. Lock it down. Oh, Matt, I can feel your heart just, like, twisting with Sad those words as they come out. But I'm also going to stick to football because it's time. Matt got me to, to make calls through the playoffs last year, and it was an absolutely rigorating Wow, I cannot invigorating. speak. Invigorating experience because, you know, this guy over here with all of the W's. But I'm going back to America's team, Matt. They're getting the W's. The Cardinals are just going to keep sliding. I have faith in this Cowboys team. Let's lock it up. Let's get towards the playoffs. Oh, man. Getting the dub against the Cardinals. Cardinals still reeling. Oh, we'll see what happens. That'll be a tight one, my friend. It's a toughie, my dude. Anything else this week? Nah, man. I think you're good to wrap us up. Perfect. Well, thanks everybody for being here. Follow us on Twitter and Facebook at The Board Sports. Like, subscribe, give us that thumbs up, and check out theboardsports.net for new episodes and blog posts. And we're glad to be back. Talk to you next time. Hey.